The download is complete. Welcome to the AV Podcast, presented by Ian Collin and Seth Gecko. Hi, I'm Ian Collin from 360 Gamer Magazine. I'm here with this week's gaming news, along with a review of Lost Planet Extreme Conditions on the Xbox 360. We'll also be having a chat with Seth Gecko at some of the big titles we can look forward to in 2007. The AV Podcast Gaming News with Ian Collin and Seth Gecko. Okay, well, this always seems to me like a, a good way to start off the new year is by looking back at what happened over Christmas. And um, Christmas, in terms of video games, was a very, very successful year. It appears as if a lot of people were giving video games as Christmas gifts. New record sales were set. Uh, UK game sales were up 30% over last year and the week before Christmas, and 10% up over the whole Christmas period itself compared to last year. So it was a very, very successful period for, for video games. Um, None the least for Electronic Arts, who um, held uh, the Christmas number one spot, uh, as predicted, with the game Need for Speed Carbon. And they also had FIFA 07 in at number two, so very, very good year for them. If you're curious, Prevo uh, 6 wasn't too far behind. Call of Duty 3 was in number four, and The Sims 2 Pets, which is another EA title, was in at number five. Uh, another notable addition to the top 10 is Legend of Zelda on the, the Wii, which comes in in 10 spot, which I think is quite a decent position for a console that's still slightly restricted in numbers. So it's good to see that a lot of people are buying Wii games very, very early on. Yeah, that was the week uh, up until Christmas, the week after Christmas, which was the week ending 30th December. Um, funnily enough, it's pretty much the same um, picture in terms of the titles that are hogging the charts. Unbelievably, FIFA 07 is number one, up from two. Pro Evo is uh, second place, up from three. Um, Need for Speed Carbon dropped to the, uh, the third position. Sims 2 The Pets was fourth, and Call of Duty 3 was um, at fifth. Zelda totally dropped out of the top 20, probably because everybody went and bought it when they bought the Wii. Um, and as we all know, Wii's have been a bit th- thin on the grounds in the last week after Christmas, so that's probably explains why that's sort of dropped off. But Nintendo shouldn't be too ashamed. They do have two titles, believe it or not, in the top 20. New Super Mario Bros. at 11, and Animal Crossing Wild World. So it's pretty much same old, same old. I'm, I'm just more annoyed, I think, at the the, the lack of imagination in the, uh, the sales figures where people are going for the same thing, like Tiger Woods, Golf, and you know, Call of Duty 3, which is another sequel, Need for Speed, another sequel, FIFA, another sequel, WWE Smackdown, which again is another sequel. I think the uh, realistically the only title that is sort of new is Gears of War, which is number seven. Just proof that we still love these sequels, so we'll just keep going out and buying them. And also looking at the two changes of charts, what, Need for Speed and Zelda, Happy Christmas, they are games just for Christmas, whereas football, as the chart show, is for life. Uh, in terms of hardware, though, it was also a very, very good year, or very, very good Christmas for the Xbox 360. Um, well, in North America, at least, we can't really judge UK sales because it's got no PS3 to contend with. But um, in North America, uh, Xbox 360 is the best-selling console over Christmas, with uh, estimated 2 million units sold. But not far behind was the Nintendo Wii that sold an impressive 1.8 million units, which, uh, again, very, very good figures for them. Whereas the PS3 was kind of floundering a little bit back in third place with only 750,000 sales. 
stories already coming through of stores in America that have got these stacked up. People can't get a Wii because there's no stock. PS3 sitting in the corner untouched. I can't substantiate that myself, but this is just stories on the grapevine you hear coming back through. I think that just proves that you know gamers ultimately will pay a price tag for a console, but they won't pay the kind of price tag that's being uh, you know hanging around to the PS3 since they've announced it and released it. They might be losing two hundred dollars a console. But at the end of the day, if the console is ridiculously priced, why bother? And uh, and everyone's been you know taken to the Wii bandwagon, big time. Yeah. I think the Xbox 360 did well as Microsoft came in and they cut the price down just before Christmas, chucked in a few games, did a couple of package deals. It's probably made it a much nicer Christmas present for a lot of gamers. And um, But uh, uh, just to give Sony a little boost, uh, a company called Research and Markets has put together a study and predicted that uh, the PS3 will eventually be outselling both consoles, both the 360 and the Nintendo Wii, by around 2010. Don't tell me, Sony paid for this research to be done. Well, I think for them to be thinking we'll be selling more consoles than these in three years' time. It's even that, that's kind of aiming a little low, I think. I, I don't believe all these crystal balls. I think that uh, the balls part is probably the accurate part of it all. <laughs> Moving on slightly, PC fans who long for a decent adventure um, can actually download the first two chapters of Dreamfall The Longest Journey now for free. Uh, basically, it's obviously the best way to get a decent demo of a, a quality adventure game, as it is Adventure Game of the Year, to give you a bit of a uh, wet your appetite for the main course, as it were. I mean, I think it's about the second or third in the Dreamfall sort of storyline. So, you know, if you haven't bought it, if you haven't tried it, and if you're longing for a decent adventure, and let's be honest, there hasn't been a lot of those for a long time, it's worth a bit of a download and uh, give it a go. Definitely well worth a look. Obviously, if you want to find out more about this game, just go to www.dreamfall.com or if you want to access the actual demo itself, you can go to a site such as www.gamershell.com forward slash download underscore 17064.shtml And there's a fine time for you to rewind that little bit of the podcast and play it through slightly slower so you can write that down. Well, that was the shortest URL, believe me, for the download site. <laughs> okay, what should we have next? Do you want some more figures? Are you in for Xbox Live figures? How about those? Okay, well, the brief, very brief uh, summary of it all is that Gears of War, unsurprisingly, the most played Xbox Live game of 2006. Uh, about 10 million games played. That was no real big surprise. Whereas on the, the Xbox itself, Halo 2, still the most played uh, Xbox Live game um, through that way. Um, which brings me nicely on to a, a kind of a, a slightly happier Christmas story. Um, is that um, Microsoft took copies of Halo 3 out to the Middle East, um, taking into account that hardly anybody uh, in Europe has played it. Um, you know, no journalists or anything like that have had a chance to get hands-on with it as yet. But what they did do, they took um, copies of the game, the, the multiplayer aspect of the game, took them out to a big bunch of the US troops out in the Middle East and let them, uh, let them have a play in it for a, a bit of a while, which... I don't know, it's obviously not quite the same as being snuggled up at home with your families. Um, but, you know, it's just a nice little touch to give these guys um, a chance to to play the game. Uh, a little bit of light relief from the, the tough times they're probably having. And it'll also give us access, I'm hoping, to lots of uh, additional screenshots and slightly grainy footage on a mobile phone so we can have a better look of the, the game. A little bit more than Microsoft are willing to tell us. 
I, I can't really say anything to that. I, I couldn't. I, the well, I should be. It's like, you know, you're going to let sh you know soldiers go around shooting things, and in you know when they've got bored with going around shooting things, they can go outside and carry on shooting things. Well, they should be good at it then, shouldn't they? There is the alternative game BAFTAs called the Rodent Awards 2006, which are um, being held on the Thursday, the 25th of January, and you can obviously um, vote, I assume, for these online somewhere uh, at www.wayoftherodent.com. Now, unlike the best game of the year, uh, the typical sort of awards, we have such perverse categories other than game of the year as best game level, most completed game, most difficult moment in a video game to explain to the missus, uh, best first day with a game, best involuntary yelp, bestest explosions, um, most convincing virtual actor or actress, best polygon in a supporting wall, best game for making you miss your bus stop, best unexpectedly good shoehorned license or existing IP, and best game to play with your mates among others. I've seen these. This is a, a, a cool, cool list of uh, uh, awards. I don't know how well, you know, whether I should be able to dish out little trophies to the companies involved, but I do like some of the ideas they've come up with. I saw the one most difficult moment in a video game to explain the message. Um, dressing up in a gay cowboy outfit in Dead Rising. Yes, that's, that is one of the uh, actual um, games that is up for that nomination. The, the if, if you want the full nominations for that one, just for some light relief, um, it's Dead Rising for the gay cowboy outfit, <laughs> Xbox Live playing Ridge Racer at 5am across continents, We Love Katamari rolling around in that, and Loco Roco, all of it. Just for playing it, I think. But like I said, I, my favourite one, I suppose, is the best polygon in a supporting wall, which is big chunk of random road for PGR3, big expletive rocks, Gears of War, weak spot indicator, Shadow of the Colossus, and the space between the ball and the header's head in FIFA 2007, Xbox 360 version. Oh, wow, where do you go with that? Graphically, Gears of War, the rocks on that look quite good, but the space between the ball and the head in FIFA, you've got to say, that that's impressive. Well, like I say, it's the most unbelievable award ceremony, and it happens on the 25th of January, so keep your eyes out for that. I look forward to seeing the winners, and maybe making a point of not... Actually, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'll actually make a point of not dressing up in the gay cowboy outfit in Dead Rising, just in case. And that scary place 2007 in my mind already. <laughs> Sorry, it's in your head now, isn't it? <laughs> And uh, at that point, we'll leave it there. That's the gaming news for this week. For the biggest and best DVD and HD news and reviews, visit avplay.com. This week's Games Review. Okay, moving on from news to this week's review, I've been playing a game called Lost Planet Extreme Conditions on the Xbox 360. You might have seen it about a little bit, because it's a game that's received... Um, a reasonable amount of hype so far. It's um, got some decent advertising. It's still not really been tagged as a, a must-have title for 2007. And as an early summary, it's not a must-have title for 2007. But it's a it's a very very good one, not a bad one to have at all. To give you a brief overview of the plot. Apologies if your name's Wayne, but uh, the name of the hero in this game is Wayne, which isn't exactly the most stirring action hero name, but it's a cool guy nonetheless. The basic. I don't want to go into it too much simply because after a while you don't really care too much. Cutscenes are die, the dialogue's awesome, it's the kind of thing that you just want to skip right by. 
Um, but the basis of it is, is that it's another slightly futuristic man taking on aliens kind of thing. You fight against a, an alien race of just these big, ugly, bug-type things known as the Acrid. But instead of just shooting guns, just you know, big guns and bombs uh, shooter that we've seen in the many many other times before there's a, a nice little twist on this is that you also get well it's called a, a vital suit but in effect it's just you go a little bit of a, a mech machine you know not quite chrome hands but you've kind of got a little almost robotic suit that you can move around in that's loaded with even bigger and better weapons which is um it's yeah it's a nice touch nice little change of gameplay nice little change of pace still maybe a little bit underplayed I think they could have had a bit more fun with it they could have stretched it out a little bit um, but it adds a, a decent aspect to just you running around on foot shooting everything instead you get to run around on foot shooting everything and getting in one of these vital suits and shooting the hell out of everything in that because that is what Lost Planet Extreme Conditions is it's a gratuitous shooter there's no real subtleties to it at all um, one, the way the vital suits operate is that um, it's freezing cold so uh, they've added the twist that it runs on thermal energy and the only way that you can gain that is by shooting and killing things so in uh, theory you have to keep running around you have to keep shooting things otherwise you don't die but you have to get out of your suit and start running around on foot again where you're a little bit more susceptible to being killed not that I've got any problem at all with that I love a good Guns and Bombs uh, video game and this is a fine example of one the thing that maybe drops it down a few steps from some of the other bigger titles that we've seen recently is just the the finer details that come down to making the difference between a good game and a great game. It's got all the, the key elements there, but it just doesn't really just have that little extra kick to the action that really lifts it apart from the others. Um, it's got some huge monsters, some are like the, the end of level type monsters you fight, huge, and it look, they look great, you know, it's really kind of quite almost freaky when they come out of the ground and whatever. But um, it's all a little bit predictable. You know their weak spots, you know exactly when they happen, when you can shoot them. So it's all quite predictable stuff and it's the same way with the enemies as well. They're kind of a little bit predictable where they come from, how you can shoot them, how you can take them out. Because it's still shoehorned into a, a very linear environment, even though, you know, it's extreme condition set in this huge uh, wasteland, snow-covered wasteland. You still don't get a lot of scope to move around in it so that it's kind of still feels quite restrictive which kind of limits the, the wider appeal I think of the game and also graphically and physically some of the finer details are just a little bit disappointing um, it still looks very very good it's a very good looking game but it doesn't have the same kind of detail or effects you know particle effects smoke effects that kind of thing that we've seen in uh, next generation titles that we're almost expecting in next generation titles now just one example, obviously Snow Cover Planet involves you walking across snow quite a lot, but rather than going into any re real detail, you know, the crunching of feet in snow, big footprints, anything like that, it just pretty much means that your legs, your feet are in the snow, you can't see anything and you're just almost just walking through the snow with no real effect, no real effort to give yourself an actual feeling of being in the snow. And, uh, I mean, similarly as well, those details, it doesn't have the same kind of range and destructibility that some other games have. But, that aside, it is still a, a very, very good shooter. If you just, if you want to just put all the, those little fine details, all those little things that reviewers, people like myself, will pick up on. If you just want to grab a big gun, shoot the hell out of loads of bad aliens, and this is a, a very, very good example of how it could be done, it's just... Like I say, just lacking those key little elements, the little, the cool bits, which can make uh, a good game a great game. Um, 
although it's flawed, though, I, I still had a whole lot of fun with it. I think that there's a whole, whole lot of fun that you could have with the game. In terms of timing, the game's release is pretty ideal, which would probably do Lost Planet a lot of favours, in that since Gears of War, uh, 360, a little bit short on a shooter, perhaps, and the next range of big titles for the 360 don't come up until sort of March uh, onwards, it's a couple in March, and then we're into the summertime. So if you want a, a bit of Guns and Bombs action whilst you're waiting for those games, if you've got a couple of months on your hands, think, oh, I've got £50, might as well, this is going to last me a while, you know, or just buy it, take it back, trade it in, worth a rental at least. It's instantly worth 7 out of 10, possibly pushing an 8, but I'm being just a little bit harsh just simply because of the flaws that I mentioned earlier. And also, I didn't get a chance to play the multiplayer side of it, which I think it's got a lot of potential for multiplayer action as well. So if you're, you're into multiplayer gaming, you may get an extra kick out of it through that side of the game. So... I'd recommend the game. It's not perfect. It's not going to win any awards for the 2007 Game of the Year, but it's still very, very enjoyable. And you'll be able to buy Lost Planet Extreme Conditions from the 12th of January. For more DVD news and reviews, visit avplay.com. It's more than just stuff. I would deem it excellent. This is the AV Podcast. Okay, so to finish up with then, we'll do... um, Let's have a quick chat, as is typical to do at the start of the year, about big games coming up uh, for the rest of the of 2007, for the rest of the year, the good things that we can look forward to. As I've mentioned before, I am kind of Xbox 360 biased, so that's really where my, my core knowledge lies. But it does look as if there's going to be a huge amount of games coming up. 2007 looks like a very, very big year, don't you think so? Um, I think there's some quality titles that have been touted around um, there are a few that I'm automatically going to go will we actually see them in 2007 but in terms of what what are sort of scheduled and what's on the cards it could be quite a strong year I think that uh, 2006 Christmas was sort of disappointing really mostly because it was uh, and this is not to detract from it in any shape size or form but because it was the launch of the Wii it was more focused on that and everyone else kind of like well we've got all these and the other games well they're not quite ready yet so we'll bring them out next year but there was a lot of that kind of thing um, in, my, in my mind I mean that was one thing like from the Xbox point of view in very very similar that Gears of War came out November and it's kind of a little bit thin now for a, a couple of months we've got Lost Planet coming up which I was talking about a little while ago but then it's really in March that I see some of the big games starting to come up for example uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter won Game of the Year in several locations uh, last year. Sequel coming out in March, hopefully. Um, along we've got Forza Motorsport 2 and a game called Kane and Lynch Dead Men, just, which is a very, very impressive looking shooter from IDOS. So that's really when I think things start picking up. I think that's really when I start getting genuinely excited about, whoa, we've got cool games out now. This is going to be a fantastic year. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm actually slightly the opposite to you on this one, I'm afraid. I think that there are some cool titles coming out almost immediately. I mean, the one that you just reviewed, Lost Planet, it's been very big on Xbox Live you know, for the demo, and there's been a lot of sort of um, not so much hype, but a lot of people looking forward to it. Not in sort of the Gears of War kind of looking forward to it, but there has been definitely a, a distinct surge in fans sort of thinking, oh, this could be quite a good title. For me, however, on the same day, Bioshock comes out, 
um, on both the Xbox 360 and hopefully on the PC as well. Now that's by the same people who did System Shock, System Shock 2. So that could actually be one of those diamonds in the rough. Very much a sleeper hit, I feel. People might not necessarily take to it straight away, but I think that word of mouth and reviews will be quite strong for that. And then in, even in February, you've got things like um, Burnout 5. Apparently, he's going to be making uh, a debut. So I think there's a couple of early titles, um, certainly for the Xbox 360. And as I've just mentioned, um, with, with uh, Bioshock, there's a, you know, a huge title for the PC. And at the moment, even Resident Evil 5 is scheduled for March. Um, but I probably believe that when I see it. Yeah, I don't know the dates you've got. I mean, some of the dates I've got for the 360 vary slightly. I've got Bioshock down for a summer release on that. Um, yeah, might be a little bit harsh to have to wait a little while. The, the obvious other big title for the PC, certainly in January, um, is World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade. For, well, it's also obviously for Macintosh uh, owners as well, uh, all five of them. So that's again another strong title that a lot of people have been looking forward to but again it has been a postponed title as we say all these dates are subject to change um, and that has been pretty much the trend for you know, sort of the last six months anyway um, like we say Bioshock I've got slated uh, as a, a January release date um, the website is um, live as of the 22nd of December so it could be imminent and then again they could postpone it yet again yeah, I've I've got that one down for a summer release, so if it comes out before that, it'll be an absolute bonus, because it does look, like you say, like it'll be a very, very good game. It'll, I mean, it'll be good for, for Bioshock if it comes out a little early, because the summertime's got an awesome array of uh, shoot-em-ups coming up. It's going to be, you know, uh, includes John Woo's Stranglehold, which I played a little while ago, and it is a superb-looking game, quite innovative. It's got awesome gameplay, and obviously it's got the John Woo Chow Yun Fat tie-in, which gives it a real sense of atmosphere. Similarly, similar sense of atmosphere you've got in the darkness, which is, as the name suggests, a little bit darker, based on a, a comic book, and it's been developed by the same people who did Chronicles of Riddick. So, hoping that it's got the same kind of darkened feel to that as well. So, I've got holding up for good things with that one. As with um, slightly more glamorous, slightly more spectacular shooters, uh, such as Mass Effect and Two Human, they're also coming up in the summer. So. Yeah, I'm looking to have a, a good few summer months, so if the weather's not good, I won't mind staying in. Well, there's some uh, big shoot 'em ups coming uh, on the PC. Um, we've got Armed Assault, which uh, should be around February, all going well. A lot of people are really looking forward to that one. And again, as you mentioned, the, the, the Stranglehold game, the John Moo one, is also coming out on the PC, um, so we should actually see that around the same time. And again, uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2, again, Xbox title, um, but it's also coming out on the PC around the same kind of time. Uh, and there's a few other big titles that we should be looking forward to. We should see around April um, the, the fourth campaign of Guild Wars. So, you know, for the first part of the year, you can play with your World of Warcraft, and about three months later, you should be able to pick up our on uh, Guild Wars if that's sort of your thing. Um, you've got the Medal of Honor game coming out again. This one's called Airborne. It probably is coming out on 360, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it is. Um, but again, it's PC title, so again, WW2 aficionados will love that. Uh, are we beginning to see a lot of uh, links here towards Xbox 360 and PC titles being almost released sort of, you know, same day and date? Yeah, I think the days of exclusivity are uh, leaving us behind slightly. Even 360 PS3 exclusivity is fleeting. I don't know. 
Yeah, you don't. It doesn't stick around for very long these days. Yeah. Big title again, Assassin's Creed on both Xbox 360 and to a lesser extent, I suppose, on PC. Um, but one of the big titles for me that's coming out this year um, is Hellgate London, which is by the uh, guy that did Diablo. Yeah, that's a game that's kind of been it's been in the background for quite a while, um, but. I think more and more details are starting to come through now. I think a lot of people are starting, you know, picking up on it and thinking this could be something quite special. That's it. Well, Diablo was one of those titles that sort of, you know, wasn't a, a huge title if you think about it in terms of a PC game. Not because it's a, a bad game; it's far from it. It's, it's just not a license, and it was again. Um, in my mind a kind of a sleeper hit a lot of people didn't pick up on it and then it's you know people started playing it and getting hooked Diablo 2 came out and you know this is by the same people and it looks absolutely stunning again it's another title that slipped it was supposed to be September or October 2006 uh, now we're looking at a late March date and it looks like it will have uh, DirectX 10 support for people who upgrade to Vista and of course have the correct graphics card and the obvious big title on PC for that for 2007 is going to be Elite 4, if it ever comes out. Rounding up the year on the Xbox 360, um, I don't really think I need to, to talk about the games too much because they're pretty obvious and people will probably start to get tired of hearing about them over the next few months. But you've got, obviously, GTA 4 coming up. Um, there's a Project Gotham Racing 4 coming up. Um, so you'll have that up against Burnout 5, hopefully, at some point. And then this little game called Halo 3, apparently, which people quite like, um, and is due out at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, that's something for people to look forward to. And um, hopefully that will carry on to 2008 as well. I mean, possibly looking at games, maybe Resident Evil finally coming through to the 360. And there's a, an interesting looking game as well called Alan Wake, which is uh, a nice little kind of... It's not just a shoot, it's a bit more of a, an adventure thriller type game, which is scheduled for the end of 2007, but um, it's looking like more likely to be a 2008 release. So I'm hoping that there'll be two very, very good ways to start the new year. And another Xbox uh, 360 and PC title is Alan Wake, as you said. But let's not leave out the fact that A, the PS3 is going to get launched and there's some titles that people are going to look forward to, like Gran Turismo 4 and sort of the usual suspects for PlayStation. But I think we'll probably be doing a, a more in-depth analysis on PS3 at a later date, near the, the the launch date. So we'll we'll skim over that. And the other one is the Wii, with um, which is going to start off with a, a, a good new year with uh, WarioWare Smooth Moves uh, this month. And then we've got things like Metroid Prime, Mario Party 8, the Super Mario Galaxy game. You know, there's some really good quality titles that have been announced. The, the biggest thing I think that uh, we have to keep in mind is that from the Wii point of view, there's a lot of games that have been announced as in development, but there's no fixed uh, release dates. Um, and one of the big titles for the year, certainly for me, will be um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which at the moment looks like we might be having around sort of August. But uh, knowing uh, sort of Squaresoft and Nintendo, uh, that might be their big title for Christmas. But who knows? I think the interesting thing with Wii and maybe why developers are just holding off slightly is just how they can pick up on using the the Wiimote, how they can you know change the game to play up to the way that people like playing the games that have already come out. You know, maybe pick up on a few pros and cons of how people have found playing the games. So it'll be really interesting, I think, to see over the next 12 months on the Wii how developers adapt their games to suit the controllers, which is, yeah, I think should be yeah, a very interesting thing to look for over the next 12 months. Absolutely. As for the PS3, we'll have to wait and see. We've been sceptical for a while, probably a little bit, maybe even a little bit harsh on it, but it is, I think, going to be very much a case of 
wait and see on that one. There should be some good titles um, coming out on it, but like I said, oh. I think we'll be we'll probably be covering that in a lot more depth um, near the release date, or I would hope so. Oh, I'm sure we will. And that's been our brief look forward to 2007 and a lot of great games that hopefully you'll get a chance to play quite soon. The biggest news and the best, best, best reviews. Best reviews. Hard, tiring work. You're listening to the AV Podcast. Well, that's all we've got time for on this week's gaming podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back again next week with more of the same. Until then, keep your hands on your pads and keep hold of those Wiimotes as tightly as you possibly can. Don't want to start the new year off by breaking your TV. The AV Podcast was presented by Ian Collin and Seth Gecko. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton, and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.